0: She's a mother-in-law. She's also a pastor. She's a preacher. She's a lover. She loves the Lord and loves the people around her. She's full of life. She's a dancer. And tonight, she's here to tell her all, to tell her story, to tell what Jesus has done in her life. It's an honor and a privilege to have a Kingdom Stories from Down Under, Debra Kirby. Deborah, welcome. Thank you. You know, we work together uh, for about Two years or three years? Maybe it was a little longer, three and a half. Three and a half years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is about three and a half years ago that we worked together, I think. So um, we shared a lot. And, uh, you know, even though we shared that much, I don't think we ever went deep to understand, you know, where we came from. So I just uh, I want to know a little bit more about you. You know, I've, I've seen you look after your mother-in-law with Ralph, and uh, but I've never met your parents. So... Are they with us
1: or? No, my parents are in heaven. Both of them? Both of them, yeah. Did
0: you grow up in Perth?
1: I grew up in Perth in Stuart Hill. Okay. Um, my parent. I was in the same family home for 59 years. Wow. My parents built their home just before I was born. Yes. And that was their home until my mother passed away about five years ago and my father passed away two years ago. Okay. And um, yeah, only family home I knew.
0: Wow. Mm. That's beautiful. What was like? What was it like growing up in Perth?
1: I was one of seven children.
0: Just like I am.
1: Yeah, One of seven children. So family was everything.
0: How? Where? Where in the pack were you? Number five. Number five.
1: And I have twin sisters, uh, twenty-three months younger than me.
0: Wow. How many boys? How many girls?
1: Five girls, two boys.
0: Just like us. We five. Same. Girls. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We got a lot more in common. I
1: didn't know that.
0: So you grew up. Well, life must have been full of fun for you.
1: Well, I had a very different life to the rest of my family. From a little girl, round about five, I, I loved to dance. So I started dancing from the age of five. And I did jazz ballet, and I did tap dancing. And so the
0: parents did take you to, to dance they classes? Did.
1: Well, I pushed for it. Yeah. You know, there's seven children, um, and so I really pushed for it. And okay. so, yeah, they let me. They took me until I was old enough to go to school and catch a bus, and then go dancing every single night of the week.
0: Well, different different classes in different studios. Or
1: by the age of ten, I was doing ballroom dancing. Okay. And I did that until I was twenty-five.
0: And you did uh, Latin American dance.
1: Yep, Latin American dancing. Wow. I specialised in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: mm. And you even uh, won a competition in that.
1: I won won many competitions. Okay. So I started competing very early. Yeah. And from a very young age, just made the decision that I was going to be the best. Okay. And so I was on a mission. Yeah. Absolute mission. So my life was totally about dancing. I left school at 15. I went to England and I went to Paris and I danced. On your own? Yep, on my own. I had coaches. Yeah. um, Specialized coaches. Because I actually found that Who I had paid? some ability. Who oh, paid? my parents. Oh. Years after I stopped dancing, I still owed them money.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they did, and it, it wasn't easy, actually. No, it wouldn't and have that, been.
0: I mean, tickets back then were no, the mm, a
1: Yeah, and, you know, they were glad that I was the only one that wanted to follow this path. Okay. Because of the expense. Yeah. <laughs> the costumes and the dresses. Yeah. But in at the age of 21, Yes. I actually won the World Latin American Board of Dancing Championships. From Australia? Yes, from Australia. Where was it? Where it was, was the... held here.
0: It was held in it Perth. It was
1: held here in Perth. Wow. And, um,
0: so, who was your partner?
1: My partner, his name was Roger. Um, and was he Australian? He's Australian. He's so, two Asian Australians Australia. were,
0: win- uh, were, were, That's were right. dancing, Latin dancing, yeah. and winning it.
1: Yeah, and I think Germany came second, and I can't remember who came third. But it was a very big event. Um, in Australia for that at that moment at that wow. time because that was in 1980
0: so was it worth it for your parents then was that a that oh, climax
1: they were so proud okay. you know, my dad was not a man that I saw cry but I did see tears just rolling down his face at and, that night that we and you, that your brothers
0: and sisters were all there
1: or no they weren't there because it was too expensive to buy a ticket to go and watch <laughs> it was just too expensive but it, we were in the newspaper yeah I was in the Women's Weekly. Wow. Um, it was on television. So it was a very special time. And, yes, my family were really proud.
0: Wow. Mm. What school did you go to?
1: Chewett College. Well, it's now Chewett called College. Chewett College. Okay. But it was Chewett Hill High School.
0: So did you finish high school? No. I you left, didn't?
1: I left at 15. Well, my parents gave me the choice. Yes. I could either continue dancing yeah. or I could go on and be a phys ed teacher, which is what I would like to have yeah. done. So I didn't get the option to finish school.
0: So would you attribute your success to your hard work or to your coaches or to your passion?
1: A bit of everything, but I was driven. It was, there, was, there wasn't there was anything else. I had tunnel vision yeah. that I was going to be the best and that's what I was going to do. Wow. So um, it took a lot of years, took a lot of hard work, took a lot, lot, lot of training.
0: Yeah, would
1: have.
0: Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. And... Uh, so, what were you working? Did you work as well during this I time? I
1: worked for a health insurance company okay. from the age of fifteen. Yeah, and it was. And the personnel manager there happened to love dancing. Oh, so there was. She, I she think gave
0: you like, a bit of a slack dime.
1: Well, I think she allowed me to resign. Yes, Which I don't think I know she allowed me to resign. I went over to England a few times for long periods of time, like yeah. three months at a the time. Then she would give me my job back.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So, um, and then I worked for Woodside Offshore Petroleum. Yeah. um, And the same thing happened. I actually had to resign and then they gave me a job back when I came back. That's beautiful. Mm, So, um, yeah.
0: So when did you meet Ralph?
1: I met Ralph in 1985.
0: Okay. How old were you? Not that we want to give your age away. Oh, I don't mind. I'm proud
1: of my age. <laughs> I am, I'm 61. I'm 62 this year. I have no problem with that. Um, I was 25 when I met him. I okay. met him at Fast Eddie's. And he will tell you Murray Street? Yeah, it move move was moved Now. It was on King Street, I think. Oh, King Street and okay. Hay Street. Okay. But he reckons that that night it was Fast Ralph. Yes. But it wasn't true. That's yeah. not true at all. That's how he tells the story. Okay. Yeah. But I I wasn't a Christian when I was dancing. Yes. The interim between winning that world championship and then meeting Ralph, I became a Christian.
0: How did that happen?
1: Because I won this world championship. Okay. This was everything that I had dreamt of. It was everything that I had breathed. I hadn't done anything else. When I was in school, I used to look out that window and just dream about being the best in the world. So So I achieved that. You
0: reached the Everest.
1: I did. There wasn't anything, anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. So I was 21. Yeah. I had done everything I wanted to do. I didn't have a plan B.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So there was telegrams in those days. Yes. Um, you know, the new, being in the newspaper, I still have the newspaper clipping at home. Nice. Um, it was very exciting. Of course. But I think it took about one month for me to sit down and go, what am I going to do for the rest of my life?
0: It started to wear off?
1: In a very short amount of time.
0: Okay, so fame doesn't do it does it?
1: Not at all. Not at all.
0: So there was a hunger?
1: I was lost. Okay. I was really lost. I didn't, if there was a hunger I didn't know what it was for. Yeah. And I didn't actually enjoy living in the UK when I was there dancing. I wasn't, I didn't like the cold. I didn't like being away from all of my family.
0: Especially living with so many siblings around and yeah. noisy house and
1: Oh I miss them terribly. So in the only way for me to do better was to go back there and continue that and I didn't I found that I really didn't want to do that. So I became quite lost and really began to search with you know, what am I gonna do for the rest of my life?
0: So your parents were not Christian?
1: No, not at that time. They okay. weren't Christian at that time. So none of my family were at that time.
0: So what happened? How did you meet the Lord?
1: I had, I worked, as I said, I worked at Woodside Offshore Petroleum. Yes. There was a young lady there. And we were, um, I worked just with the accountant and one of the accountant's assistants yes. there. And she was new. Mm-hmm. We used to have these blotters on our desk. And we'd have phone calls and we'd write all over them. We'd write notes and take detail and, you know, throw them out when they were completely used up. And yeah. she used to put three crosses at the top of her blotter.
0: Yeah.
1: Just like you would imagine. Well, we've seen in the movie The Crucifixion, one yeah. cross and two in the Swallowed. either side. Yeah. Always intrigued me. She was a little different mm-hmm. to the other girls in the office. She didn't socialise with the yeah. other girls in the office and they really didn't treat her very nicely. And I quite liked her. I was intrigued by her. And she was beautiful. So we began to talk, um, and she invited me to go to a church family camp with her. Okay. I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't interested in church. I really wasn't interested in God. I believed. I yeah. believe in God. Yeah. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. So she invited me so to this So this is camp. a camp? Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: It's a family camp down at Busselton on the long uh, Australia Day long weekend.
0: So that was tempting. Pardon? It was tempting.
1: I don't know. I didn't feel. I didn't want to go. I rang her every night of the week just to somehow tell her, I don't want to go with you, but I wanted to be nice. I would get off that phone and I hadn't done it. Oh, anyway, I went to this, this camp. Church service Friday night. Yes. Church service Saturday morning. <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning and Sunday night. Now, after every service, I didn't want to be there, yeah. uh, but I wanted to cry oh. for some reason. I would said to her, why do I feel like I'm going to cry after I come out of one of those things? You yeah. know? And Sessions. I was totally ignorant. Yeah. I was totally ignorant. I saw people lifting their hands, yeah. worshipping God. It yeah. was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. And I actually thought, I'm not going to get out of here. I'm, I've come for the weekend. They're not going to let me go home. But you know what? Something came through. And what came through was that God loved me mm-hmm. and I didn't love him back. Mm-hmm. That Jesus loved me and I didn't love him back. So by the Sunday night, yeah. the pastor had given an, an altar call. Is there anybody here? And I just, all I knew out of all the messages was that I didn't love him and he loved me. Yeah. So I put my hand up and then he said, okay, a few minutes later, that person that put their hand up, will you put your hand up again? Now, I did not know. I was the only person in that whole family camp yeah. that was not a Christian.
0: <laughs>
1: so I'm like, is this me? Do I put my hand up again? My heart is just beating, you know. And then so put my hand up again. I looked at him and he said, hold your friend's hand and pray. So I took my friend's hand. She begins to cry. Yeah. But I don't know how to pray.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know what to pray. Yeah. So I just hold her hand, I close my eyes and I go, I love you, Jesus. I'm going to cry now. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And I had an encounter, an encounter where I saw simultaneously a black thing leave my body and a white thing fill my body. It was like whoosh. And I was changed in an instant. You and knew it was happening. In a second. And I just knew that I'd met Jesus. And it's 40 years. And I came to look, it is 40 years ago. Wow.
0: Mm. Just as vivid and as real.
1: Absolutely. Beautiful. And I was off. I was running.
0: So um, what did she do? When she realized that you had given your life to the Lord, your your friend. Oh, she
1: just cried and cried and hugged me and hugged me.
0: Were you driving in the same car back?
1: No, this was in the... Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we were driving the same car back. Oh, that was a different ride back. Of course. To a different ride.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Christian worship music on.
0: So you came home and did you share it with your parents?
1: No, I didn't say anything. Okay. But this is the interesting thing. You know, through all my dancing days, I was pretty stressed out. Yes. I was very anxious. I was very nervous. Yeah. The obsessive thing was quite controlling. Um, And I wasn't really a very nice person to be around for my family, sadly, because life was all about me. Okay. You would have probably not met a more self-absorbed person Mm. than what I was.
0: Especially with looks as well, I assume, because so much had to do with dancing, you know... Looks have to do so much with dancing. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Appearance. Mm. Yeah.
1: But my mother, knowing that I had was going to this church camp, had actually prayed that God would do something with me.
0: <laughs> That's nice.
1: I know. Because whilst I grew up in a home which I would have said was void of God. Yeah. It was that you know it was never we didn't believe in God yeah I do remember going to kindergarten with the neighbours when sorry Sunday school with the neighbours when I was about five or six okay and I remember yes I remember I can clearly remember yes probably twice I went
0: yeah
1: I can clearly remember out of all the years so long ago I can clearly remember what happened in Sunday school
0: nice Mm -hmm. so you came back home and what happened I came back home did you go with your friend to church? Or?
1: I absolutely did. I. What um, church was this? It was Foursquare Church in Victoria Park. Nice. Hmm. It was nice. Everything. every Outside of dancing, I still danced a yes. lot, but outside of that I was in church. Um, I was at my friend's house. Their family took me in for six months I was there. Oh, you moved in? No, not... But pretty much, literally, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, they just taught me everything they knew. Did you get
0: baptized in this time or not? I yet? got
1: baptized in water, um, and then a few weeks later, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues.
0: And the, so, the Foursquare Church encouraged this, or absolutely, they were yeah. okay, spirit-filled. Absolutely, yeah. Nice.
1: So, yeah.
0: So, how did you meet Ralph?
1: At Fast Eddie's, I was with a mutual friend. He had been to Bible College with, so okay. it was on a Sunday night. So
0: after church, you went there? Yeah. The young people used to hang around yep. in town? Yeah. And was he in the same church or different church? No,
1: different church.
0: He was a believer as well? Pardon me? He was a believer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Ralph was yeah. a Christian? Yeah, he had just done two years of Bible college at... Um, then called Rhema. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, and I was with a friend who was in Bible college with him. Okay. So yeah.
0: So you met, you, you were at the same table, you had dinner together?
1: No, not quite that much. He came and spoke to her. Okay. And talked to her. And um, I went home, and I talked to God, and God told me you're going to marry him. Oh. And I went, that's ridiculous. So he,
0: he hadn't spoken to you or anything? You just... Just
1: a hello, just... Yeah. But but there is a key thing. I was about to go to Indonesia on my first missions trip.
0: Okay.
1: He had just come back from a missions trip.
0: Yes. Where?
1: So, from Indonesia. Okay. Same place. So we had um, been talking okay. a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I went home knowing that I was going to marry him. Yeah. I told God it was ridiculous, and I shouldn't think like that. And that was in that was in the month I think May. I think we started dating at the beginning of July. I went to Indonesia for the whole month of July. He proposed on the twenty fifth of August when I got back, and we were married the following March.
0: <laughs> Happened really fast. What what attracted you to him? Do you do you remember what made it?
1: I remember the boldness. Okay. I wasn't really bold at that time. I was fairly timid because... He knew what he wanted? Maybe, yeah. At or least, at least he pretended to. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But you know, the fact that Indonesia was a key thing, that yeah. I, I wanted to go and preach the gospel in the nations. Yeah. Um, I knew that he wanted to do that. Um,
0: was he long hair? How? how no, no, it wasn't. It was
1: pretty short. Um, it certainly wasn't grey like it is now. Yeah. But um, no, I don't know that it was a physical attraction, really. But um, it was an attraction.
0: Was it, was it, you always had good gut feeling, like intuition? Were you strong in your intuition?
1: Not before I was a Christian, yes, after, yeah. Okay. I think so.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And then you had, who was your first child? Sarah.
1: Sarah? Sarah was born in 86. Okay. And Sarah's about to have her first baby. Yeah. So that's very exciting.
0: I, I mentioned to you i saw her at a traffic light the other day yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I mean what's the <laughs> i
1: know such a small world and yeah Christian circles are so small here. i
0: mean I'm, I'm i'm at these traffic lights and we're opening the windows and we're talking and yeah. she goes are you Nathaniel?" Yeah. it's like yeah you know my mom debra yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, crazy she's yeah. Yeah. beautiful she's beautiful yeah, she's she is, beautiful. She's, yeah. She's
1: and then awesome. i had nathan yeah. um 19 months later Okay. And Nathan has two children, yeah. Sullivan and Violet.
0: He was down in Albany for a while, wasn't yeah, he? He's he, back in Perth now. Yeah. yeah, he teaches
1: okay. at Foundation Christian School in
0: Mandurah. Nice. they leave uh, Najra away? Andrew, yeah. Nice. And, and then six Joel. years
1: later, I had a surprise. I had Joel. Yeah, I know Joel it's
0: really yeah. well. Which yeah. with him. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Three children. Uh, what? Uh, how did your career develop?
1: Well, I, after, soon after being married, yeah. I had um, Sarah, you know, fairly quickly. I found six months after that I was pregnant. Gone her. I didn't want to be, I didn't really, have never really wanted to be a career person.
0: Yeah.
1: All I wanted to do is to serve Jesus. Okay. Number one. So where, where then,
0: did you establish yourselves? Uh, What church?
1: We were at Rhema. Ramah. Yeah, because we were there for over 10 years because Ralph had finished Bible school there.
0: Was he doing ministry there or was he working there or?
1: No, we were part of, I guess part of the ministry, not in full time ministry. Yeah,
0: okay. Um, But quite involved.
1: Absolutely. We've always been Evangelism
0: or more Bible studies? Well,
1: Ralph um, is teaching and we used to go into the streets of Perth um, and preach on the streets. Have you done any any mission work? Yeah, absolutely. Apart from the Indonesia trip? Yeah. Well, we spent out, went on to Indonesia on our honeymoon. Oh. And then we've done many, many trips to Indonesia. Okay. Um, Indonesia is really... We have a love-hate relationship with Indonesia. Okay. I okay. love it. Yeah. But Paul like Ralph's
0: been with me too. That's the right. Of Indonesia yeah, I know. Well.
1: I know. And he's a little bit more adventurous than me. Yeah. I may have led him to believe I'm more adventurous than I am when we got married. Yeah. But, you know, we've gone and we've preached in villages and had to bath in the river and yeah. you know and he's I. he's pretty I,
0: good on the motorbike
1: yeah oh I worry about that <laughs> But I. <laughs> sure we are. love that you know Loves actually, the food though we love that yeah, we, yeah, love, we love the people i yeah. find the conditions a little hard yeah but we love the people we've got family in indonesia
0: so coming back to your career yeah. um you were happy obviously to to do the ministry to yeah. be at home with with the children as well yeah not really thinking too much about a career but at the same time you wanted to do, was it more of a ministry kind of a job? Only thing I, you I wanted to
1: do. I didn't want to be employed in any other arena at all. Okay. You know.
0: So what was one of the jobs that you did uh, after you had the children?
1: I became a school chaplain. Okay. So yeah, that was just by chance. What, what happened, I was volunteering at the school my children attended. Sure. I volunteered for two days a week mm-hmm. for four years as pastoral care assistant. Wow. And then during that time, I needed to. That was paid or not paid? No, that wasn't paid. That was just as a volunteer. Yeah. So I—that's what I wanted to do, and yeah. I love that. You know, being uh, caring for families, and yes. one of my passions for yeah. young people is that children in Christian homes actually serve the Lord all the days of their life.
0: Beautiful. They don't need to have a period of of falling no, aside or not at absolutely all. Absolutely not.
1: And, I mean, there is a part of my story that I think has really affected me and caused that passion. Sure. Because I found out well after I was married yeah. that my grandmother was a Pentecostal preacher. Whoa. And none of her children had served the Lord. Six, six children. Yeah. So while I was delighted, what happened, my uncle, yeah. who passed away at 106 months, had done some family history. He yes. was looking into the family tree, Yes. and he found a newspaper clipping from 1927, yes. and it was a picture of my grandmother, Preacher. my grandfather, the six children, outside a vehicle, saying there were overland missionaries travelling across Australia, not receiving any funds, but relying on the provision and the generosity of parishioners. Wow! And this, I've got the photo framed in my house. So the revealing of that photo was yes. amazing. And then when I spoke to my mother about it, she said to me, your grandmother actually prayed for you when you were in my womb.
0: Wow. That's phenomenal.
1: That is amazing. But on the other hand, no one told me about Jesus. No one told me that I could be born again. Yeah. I mean, God had his hand on my life. I look back and he pursued me when I I wasn't even looking for him. And so, you know, God had, you know, had just had me in the palm of his hand my whole life, but Mm. none of my family, none of my uncles, none of my aunties. So that was was actually tragic and devastating.
0: But at the same time, it propelled you to live a different legacy.
1: Absolutely.
0: And to encourage people to hold on to faith and help their children hold on to faith throughout their teenage years and throughout all their lives. Yeah. Which is beautiful. And that's why in in, uh, in the school arena yeah. you were able to encourage the Absolutely. parents to do that. Which and, is beautiful.
1: And I I was working those four days a week uh, sorry, two, two days, days a week, week um, for four years in a Christian school.
0: Okay. And so, then they employed you as a chaplain.
1: Well, what happened is I went and got another job to pay the school fees in a government school. Yes. And then I was doing that two days. So I was working for the government school two days and the Christian school. Then the government offered me. Chaplaincy job. a chaplaincy job But so I went and said I have to leave and then they all raced around and I was employed at the Christian school ended up being employed for um, well 11 years on top of my 4, four years of voluntary wow. service and you know people would say to me why would you be a chaplain in a Christian school
0: of course you need a chaplaincy yeah but
1: absolutely I want those young people yeah to serve God all the days of their life.
0: I mean, how, how many of the children were Christian? Not many. Not everyone was a Christian. Not
1: everyone, no. Yeah. You know, And how it worked... Even
0: if they came out of Christian families, a lot of them were That's not right. Christian themselves.
1: And a lot of times the story was... Because what happened, children would graduate Kingsway... Yes. You know, graduate the, the Christian school, yeah. and then they would come back later on wanting to put their own children in the school. Yeah. So I was a part of that interview process. Yeah. So the stories... I mean, hearing people's testimonies is wonderful, Yes. but there was a common theme yeah. where these young people would say, well, when I was 16, when I was 17, I just, you know, walked away, I didn't want to do this, but now I'm 30... I've come back, I want to train my children in the ways of the Lord. But I remember this one interview, this young man came back and uh, with his wife and his children, little ones, and he said, well, when I was 16, and in my mind, I automatically thought, I don't know how this goes. He said, I just made a decision to get closer to God. And I went, that's it. That's it. Yeah. You know, and whilst we train our children and I believe in all of this in music yes and sport yeah and education of course. you know um, not at the expense of knowing Jesus
0: yeah of course and especially in the homes of uh, in church in in of of course in church and in schools but especially in the homes absolutely yeah and then you so did I hands?
1: actually yes, I actually um went to be the family and children's pastor um my favorite job Out that's, that's where we I've worked done, together that's where we met and yeah. that was the most wonderful thing You're and pastor i guess now, i felt like that was me
0: children pastor i know um that in that time uh, your influence made us change the title from a children's pastor to a family and children's pastor well i didn't know that i don't think that title was ah. there before i think that title was given now mm. because we we wanted to influence not just the children, but, but also to pastor mm. the families with children, mm. which is great.
1: Mm. And I remember at that time, I guess the families with children was about 40 families with children. Yeah. And uh, that was a precious time for me. I love, I love that.
0: It was a good time. We, yeah. we had some great, great years there. Yeah. And I, we were also preaching yeah, on a big stage there. Yeah,
1: preaching and teaching. Were you nervous immense... when
0: you first preached there?
1: Um, no I don't by then I don't think I was because I had preached a little bit I think I was more excited yes when I yeah, started generally. preaching there yeah. um, but I mean I did get a little nervous because you care about what you do you care yeah. about what you say when I first I started preaching not long after I became a Christian yeah and I did used to get terribly nervous and terribly fear like really fearful yeah. but then one day I just realized none of it was about me
0: yeah.
1: Not
0: one bit was about me. Can I share something with you? Yeah. You know, you course. actually influenced me uh, in one of the um, things that you, you, I don't know if you remember, but you spoke once about the Lord's Supper. You held a sermon on the, the Lord's communion. Supper. Yeah, I did. Communion. And um, you went quite deep in that part where it says that, you know, we are not worthy. Well, in fact, no one is worthy, mm. but then everybody is worthy. And let me tell you something, I listened to that a few times, that section, because I didn't find, I didn't hear it so well explained by anybody before. Yeah. And I know you challenged me with the Lord's Supper to children, and uh, my view before coming to church churchlands was that, you know, you only serve the Lord's Supper, you know, once you've made the commitment to follow the Lord. I mean, it's for God's children, yeah, yeah. it's not for everybody. And obviously while we were in that church, we you know, we didn't filter. We didn't feel the saved, unsaved. We didn't feel the children. Children were coming to the Lord's table. And uh, I wasn't that comfortable with everything, also baptizing younger children. And then I thought, you know, and I, but I didn't resist it. I allowed it to happen, but uh, it, uh, it, it made me go deep. It made me research. It made me understand that, you know, looking at Passover, how the whole family was together and they were enjoying the passover and uh, you know what he so what i want to say is that you challenged me to search to to look deeper into it and what did it for me was while i was studying this communion uh aspect i um came across the two men that were traveling on the road to Emos after the resurrection of Jesus. You know, they they, they were walking with the Lord and they didn't know it was Jesus. Mm. You know, he he was yeah. just he just came back to life. And then something amazing happens. They go to an inn or somewhere for the night or in their home or they got home and the Lord breaks bread with them. Yeah. And in the moment when he breaks bread with them, which was the Lord's Supper, they got a revelation of who he was. That's when they realized it was Jesus. Mm. And then I thought, well, people will get a revelation of who Jesus is when they break bread. Mm. So, even though they may not actually understand what is going on while they're breaking bread, I believe they can get a revelation of Jesus when they break bread. That's awesome. So that's what did it for me. And also for the children, I also thought that this is... Uh, for us, it's a sacrament. For the children, it's not a sacrament because they don't understand fully. But it's instructive. Mm. And it's bringing the family together. So it's not actually anything bad with it or anything, you know. So... Um, Just know that that seed that was planted in there stirred me up Mm. to go deeper and to change me and to seek the Lord to get a deeper understanding. And that's where the revelation came. That's wonderful. So even last night here at church, we had a graduation. And one of the gentlemen that came across, he's a, a consultant, he's a specialist, obstetrician. He's my neighbor and he's not Christian, and he came, and he actually had a word at the graduation. He shared about experiences with God, and he's not a Christian, and he shared in the Lord's Supper. And I believe that a revelation of Jesus came through to him because he was so grateful and thankful he messaged me afterwards, and I believe something has shifted in his life through that night. Mm -hmm. So, it's interesting that, you know, a few years on, you're probably hearing this now, and you, yeah, you don't realize it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. So just know that um, if if I was touched, uh, I'm sure many other people were touched by your ministry there. So well done.
1: Thank you. Well, communion is very special to us, and but I know as a family, you
0: guys have it a lot in your family as well.
1: In our family, absolutely, and it's valued. And I believe when we have communion yeah. and we honor Jesus, that yeah. there's a transaction that occurs. Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: is beautiful. Mm. Now, you also experienced some really crushing moments in your life.
1: Oh, gosh. We have. <laughs> yeah, we've been through some things. Yeah. We have. Honestly, the enemies tried to wipe out all of us at some point. Yeah. Actually physically tried to take our lives. Uh, can I share one story about sure. me with you? When I was working at the school. Yes. And I was transporting, um, going from one campus to another. Yes. To present at an assembly. Mm-hmm. And an 18 wheel road truck hit, hit me, hit the back of my car. Wow. Spun the car around to the point where I had the wheel at my ear here. Yes. Pushed me up the road 100 metres and flipped me up onto the verge. It was peak hour, it was in the morning, and there was yeah. a lot of traffic just coming that way. And not only was there one 18 wheel road train, there was yeah. two behind me.
0: This one on the Road.
1: On the Road. Um, wow. on a verge up to tapping it was. Yeah. And uh one this car obviously did not see me. Yes. The the truck and he he put his brakes on but took him hundred meters to stop. Yes. The other one just went straight past up there. So yeah. um at while that was happening, my passenger, who is a Christian, is screaming for Jesus. Yeah. I mean screaming I have complete clarity of thought and I remember thinking I'm the school chaplain I should be in one praying right now
0: Yeah.
1: anyway by the time the car stops yes. it then all comes crashing on me and I just start crying and crying ambulance comes police come from everywhere um, you know,
0: were you stuck in the car?
1: no I wasn't stuck in the car i didn't touch the sides of the car Hmm. the wheel of the truck was here
0: yeah
1: but there was a space between me and the car the car was crushed if you saw it but it didn't touch me
0: yeah
1: and obviously had to go to the hospital it was you know looked quite awful and i went home that afternoon and uh I remember I'd been in the hospital for quite some time having a shower and I remember at that given time of the accident, it went completely dark, so dark in my car. Yeah. And I had said to my husband, Ralph, I said, why would it have gone dark? I said, there was a shadow. And he goes, no, you were going the wrong direction. The shadow would have been the other way. And I remember saying, God, why was there a shadow? Yeah. and then it came to me he who dwells in the secret place of the most high will abide under the shadow of the almighty yeah I was completely Coved. protected completely covered a week later on the news it was a similar accident where two people lost their lives when I had to go to the police station they said to me we have no idea how you survived that and if the trucks were loaded which they were empty yes you know yeah horrendous and probably the worst thing the hardest thing that we've been through is having one of my children attempt to take their own life yeah not once three times
0: being a counsellor being a pastor being a preacher
1: Mm. absolutely
0: you're not sheltered are you
1: and working at the the same time and. Yeah, not at all. It's real. It is real. You know, my... But we, in all of these things, you know, my daughter went through a period of time where she had an auto, autoimmune disease. Yes. And I remember being at the hospital with her. This is outside of the other child. Um, and then coming in to ask us how we can prepare our home for having someone who can't physically walk. For wheelchairs, for everything, you know, hmm. um, because they didn't have any answers. Yeah. And that it's possible that she would not walk. She was mm, twenty-two, just finished her uni degree. Yeah. Mm, got a virus, and then it hmm. just developed from there. Hmm. And I remember sitting there with the social worker, just thinking, "You are kidding me! This no, nah, no." Nah. It's not going
0: to happen. Yeah, you went through the period while Rima went through the Word of Faith? Were you in that oh, season?
1: After, that was our, our, we actually, yeah, yeah around about that time.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you you experienced that Absolutely, of God. absolutely. Because the city is quite touched by that, so the people that were in Rima in that period are quite strong in their faith.
1: Yeah, I would have said we are. You are? Yeah, we're strong now. I have probably been a better praying mum than I have been a wife. Yeah. But, you know, I have always prayed, believed in praying preventatively. Okay. You don't wait for the accident to happen. Yes. You know, so when I brought my babies home. Yeah. From hospital. Yeah. I remember my first child, I read the Word of God to her. I went to a ladies' meeting. I've got a two-week-old baby. Yeah. And I said to these women, I have been reading the Word of God to my daughter. Do you know what they said to me? You're nuts. They said, why? She's not going to understand it. Oh. I went, you are kidding me. I have no idea. You are kidding me. Yeah. That, I'll never forget it. Yeah. But the word of God, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. There's life in the word. Yeah. So I have done that and done that preventatively. Yeah. So it can be quite devastating when you find, when you come against these, these trials in your life that you yeah. know aren't sent by God. And I think that's the key to overcoming. You have to know they're not sent by no, God.
0: No, absolutely. Because we enemy. have
1: never blamed God for anything that we've been through. No. We know that Jesus... Also you also know, were
0: blessed immensely with wrath because wrath oh, is a man of faith as 100%. well. 100%. So he's always there yeah. with you.
1: And we've always warred together. Yeah. That's what we do. We war.
0: Yeah. I think that is the key, the unity, the yeah. oneness. Yeah. To to, to to stand firm. Absolutely.
1: And you know what? The gift of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues
0: yeah.
1: is the most precious gift. Yeah. Because in times I remember when my child was in a mental health ward. Yeah. In a locked ward. Your emotion, your you know, it's you're devastated, you know what to do. Oh well, well. to be able to pray in tongues. Yeah. And then have God speak to you and tell you what to do. Wow. And he spoke to me. He said, you speak to that child's future.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's what we did. My husband was involved in a rollover with one of my children Mm. in a van. The van was crushed so much, we don't know how he got out of the car. Mm. We always win.
0: Yeah. Well, you are here to tell the story. We always
1: win. And I think the beauty of getting older and serving God and staying there is you, you have testimony. Yeah. You, you get to see how he keeps you, how he holds you, how he can bring you through everything.
0: Yeah. So, all your children are in faith in the yeah, faith Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And there's no greater joy than teaching my grandchildren about Jesus.
0: What a beautiful season of life, isn't it, now?
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And at the moment you're working for the Department of I Education? I actually
1: work now for the Department of Education, yes. which is very interesting. Yeah. I was asked to come and work for them. But what I do, it's, it's a very pastoral role, because I work with 15-year-olds who really don't want to be in school.
0: Okay. So you help them finish school?
1: I help them either get back into school or I help them find another pathway, okay. help them continue their education and training, Beautiful. and support the families.
0: It's a ministry in itself. it's a job,
1: but it's a ministry. It is. It is a ministry. I get to meet all different types of nationalities, which I love.
0: Yes.
1: Different people. You've got single mums, you've got single dads, you've got some young people who aren't able to live with their biological family. Yeah. So, yeah, I would never have imagined that... um, This this role was a gift to me. I would never imagine that I'd be working in this role.
0: What's uh, what's one of the causes that you see that you identify in their stories? Is there a, something you can pinpoint? Oh, family, what's missing? Family breakdown. Family breakdown.
1: Without a doubt, family breakdown, yeah. and it's generational. Okay. You know, families who parents who haven't been parented,
0: Absence and parents who haven't, fathers as well,
1: absolutely, and parents who haven't been educated themselves. Yeah. And you but they yet they want something better for their young people. Yeah. But they they don't know how to get there.
0: Mm. Wow. Mm. What would you like to be remembered for? What's the legacy you'd like to leave behind?
1: Oh gosh, that I just loved Jesus and served Him all the days of my life.
0: Yeah. That's it. So when when your grandchildren speak to their yeah children and grandchildren mm. about. Deborah, what would you like them to say?
1: That grandma was a lady of prayer, Yeah. a lady of worship, yeah. that God and family were the most important things in her life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a glitter in your eyes when you say that. Mm. It's just beautiful. You're full of hope.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing this beautiful story. Mm. Um, we are enriched by your story. And yeah, share it as much as possible wherever you get the opportunity because... God's triumph in you brings glory to Him. Well done, Deborah. Thank you. Well, there's another beautiful story that uh, just lifts us up, doesn't it? It uh, helps us carry on the good fight. And uh, if you're feeling crushed at the moment or you're going through difficult situations, know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that you will get through this. Just speak the words of faith. And as uh, Deborah said, start. <laughs> praying preventively <laughs> pray in advance let the spirit guide you into what to pray to protect your family to guard your mind to guide your spirit to guide guard your heart as well and you will see god's hand at work in your lives this is kingdom stories from the Ananda, and if you love this content please do share it with other people and reach their lives as well bless them with this content Do give us a star rating hopefully five stars because we love five stars and uh Yeah, share it. Share the good news around. And if you have any feedback that you'd like to give us or comments, we're always here to listen and encourage others. Bless you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate, and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.